Lizzy here, and I'm here to get you out of the doom and gloom reports of everyday life by bringing a smile to your lips and a warmth to your heart. These wee podcasts are meant to give you the audio version of the Chatterbox News, published by Red Barn Publishing. They're short and sweet and designed to give you a lift when you need a wee smile to brighten your day. Today, we'll start out with Inquiring Minds Need to Know. Now, I know you would like to know what others would like to know, and after you listen, then you will know. <laughs> we'll take you on a journey into a shoebox, and then we'll introduce you to the optimum counselor. But will you listen? Perhaps you could use that advice for yourself. We can't let you go without a session on counting your blessings. You might see yourself in it. And, oh yes, Oliver has given us a few household hints to make our life easier. Then we'll close off with the retarded grandparents, at least from a grandchild's point of view. So let's get on with it. Inquiring minds need to know. How important does a person have to be before they're considered assassinated instead of just murdered? Why do you have to put your two cents in, but it's only a penny for your thoughts? Where's that extra penny? Once you're in heaven, do you get stuck wearing the clothes you're buried in for eternity? What disease did cured ham actually have? Why is it that people say they slept like a baby when babies wake up like every two hours? Why do people pay to go up tall buildings and then put money in binoculars to look at things on the ground? Why do doctors leave the room while you change? They're going to see you naked anyway. Why does Goofy stand erect while Pluto remains on all fours? They're both dogs. Did you ever notice that when you blow in a dog's face, he gets mad at you? But when you take time and take him for a car ride, he sticks his head out the window. Why does someone believe you when you say there are four billion stars, but check when you say the paint's wet? Why do they use sterilized needles for death by lethal injection? Why does Superman stop bullets with his chest but ducks when you throw a revolver at him. Why do people constantly return to the refrigerator with hopes that something new to eat will have materialized? Why is it that no plastic bag will open from the end on your first try? Why do people keep running over a string a dozen times with their vacuum cleaner, then reach down, pick it up, examine it, then put it down to give the vacuum one more chance? Oh, I think I've been there. <laughs> a man and woman had been married for more than 60 years. They had shared everything. They had talked about everything. They had kept no secrets from each other, except that the little box sat up in the closet. For all these years, he had never thought about the box. But one day, the little old woman got very sick and the doctor said she would not recover. In trying to sort out their affairs, the little old man took down the shoebox and took it to his wife's bedside. She agreed that it was time he should know what was in the box. When he opened it, he found two crocheted dolls, 
and a stack of money totaling $95,000. He asked her about the contents. When we were to be married, she said, my grandmother told me the secret of a happy marriage was to never argue. She told me that if I ever got angry with you, I should just keep quiet and crochet a doll. The little old man was so moved. He had to fight back tears. Only two precious dolls were in the box. She had only been angry with him two times in all those years of living and loving. He almost burst with happiness. Honey, he said, that explains the dolls. But what about all this money? Where did it come from? Oh, she said, that's the money I made from selling the dolls. And here's a prayer. Dear Lord, I pray for wisdom to understand my man, love to forgive him, and patience for his moods. Because, Lord, if I pray for strength, I'll beat him to death because I don't have time to crochet. Now let's see what the counselor says to solve this problem. A husband and wife came for counseling after 25 years of marriage. When asked what the problem was, the wife went into a passionate, painful tirade, listing every problem they'd ever had in the 25 years they'd been married. She went on and on and on. Neglect, lack of intimacy, emptiness, loneliness, feeling unloved and unlovable, an entire laundry list of unmet needs she had endured over the course of their marriage. Finally, after allowing this to go on for a sufficient length of time, the therapist got up, walked around the desk, and after asking the wife to stand, he embraced and kissed her passionately as her husband watched with a raised eyebrow. The woman shut up and quietly sat down as though in a daze. The therapist turned to the husband and said, this is what your wife needs at least three times a week. Can you do this? Well, the husband thought for a moment and replied, well, I can drop her off here on Mondays and Wednesdays, but on Fridays I fish. You know, it's always wise to count the things you have and count your blessings. Well, John is the kind of guy you love to hate. He's always in a good mood and always has something positive to say. When someone would ask him how he was doing, he would reply, if I were any better, I'd be twins. He was a natural motivator. If an employee was having a bad day, John was there telling the employee how to look on the positive side of the situation. Seeing this style really made me curious, so one day I went up and asked him, I don't get it. You can't be a positive person all the time. How do you do it? He replied, Each morning I wake up and say to myself, You have two choices today. You can choose to be in a good mood or you can choose to be in a bad mood. I choose to be in a good mood. Each time something bad happens, I can choose to be a victim or... I can choose to learn from it. I choose to learn from it. Every time someone comes to me complaining, I can choose to accept their complaining or I can point out the positive side of life. I choose the positive side of life. 
Yeah, right, it's not that easy, I protested. Yes, it is, he said. Life is all about choices. When you cut away all the junk, every situation is a choice. You choose how you're 60 feet from a communications tower. After 18 hours of surgery and weeks of intensive care, he was released from the hospital with rods placed in his back. I saw him about six months after the accident. When I asked him how he was, he replied, Well, if I were any better, I'd be twins. Want to see my scars? I declined to see his wounds, but I did ask him what had gone through his mind as the accident took place. The first thing that went through my mind was the well-being of my soon-to-be-born daughter, he replied. Then, as I lay on the ground, I remember that I had two choices. I could choose to live or I could choose to die. I chose to live. Weren't you scared? Did you lose consciousness? I asked. He continued, the paramedics were great. They kept telling me I was going to be fine. But when they wheeled me into the ER and I saw the expressions on the faces of the doctors and nurses, I got really scared. In their eyes, I read, he's a dead man. I knew I needed to take action. What did you do? I asked. Well, there was a big burly nurse shouting questions at me, said John. She asked if I was allergic to anything. Yes, I replied. The doctors and nurses stopped working as they waited for my reply. I took a deep breath and yelled, gravity. Over their laughter, I told them, I'm choosing to live. Operate on me as if I'm alive, not dead. He lived, thanks to the skill of his doctors, but also because of his amazing attitude. I learned from him that very day we have choices to live fully. Attitude, after all, is everything. After all, today is the tomorrow you worried about yesterday. Now, Oliver's a friend of mine, and she left these tips, which I thought were pretty good, so I added them to our Chatterbox News. Peel a banana from the bottom, and you won't have to pick the little stringy things off of it. That's how the primates do it. Well, I didn't know that. Take your bananas apart when you get home from the store. If you leave them connected at the stem, they ripen faster. I didn't know that either. Store your open chunks of cheese in aluminum foil. It will stay fresh much longer and not mold. Well, I think I knew that one. Peppers with three bumps on the bottom are sweeter and better for eating. Peppers with four bumps on the bottom are firmer and better for cooking. Well, no, I didn't know that one either. Add a teaspoon of water when frying ground beef. It will help pull the grease away from the meat while cooking. Well, I'm going to try that the next time I have ground beef. Well, now, I guess this little grandchild thought his grandparents were retarded. <laughs> really? After summer vacation, a teacher asked her young pupils how they spent their holiday away from school. One child wrote the following. We always used to spend summers with Grandma and Grandpa. They used to live in a big brick house, but Grandpa got retarded and moved to Florida. They go to a building called a rec center, but they must have got it fixed because it's all okay now and do exercises there. There's a swimming pool too, where they all jump up and down with hats on. 
At their gate, there's a dollhouse with a little old man sitting on it. He watches all day, so nobody can escape. Sometimes they sneak out. They go cruising in their golf carts. Nobody there cooks. They just eat out. And they eat the same thing every night. Early birds. Some of the people can't get out past the men in the dollhouse. The ones who do get out bring food back to the rec center and call it potluck. My grandma says that grandpa worked all his life to earn his retardment and say I should work hard so I can be retarded someday too. When I earn my retardment, I want to be the man in the dollhouse. Then I'll let people out so they can visit their grandchildren. <laughs> so much for retarded grandparents. I'd love to hear from you. And if you would, please send us an email at liz at lizunderhill.com or visit us at www.lifewithauntlizzie.com and Lizzie is spelled with an I-E. And leave us a comment. If you have some stories of your own that would be uplifting to our listeners and would like to share, please send us an email with story in the subject line. If accepted, we will also publish in the Chatterbox News that is distributed across North America. If you would enjoy receiving the Chatterbox New in written form and to read the present and past issues, please go again to www.lifewithauntlizzie.com where you can read them online or have them delivered to your email for free. All you have to do is register. Meanwhile, take care, keep smiling, until the next time. This is Aunt Lizzie signing off. Bye for now.